0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Puzzle brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back for another episode of Start a Puzzle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation. I'm hoping it helps your business grow. All right. We have covered a whole lot of different types of entrepreneurship. We have talked about, I mean, 450 episodes later, there's not a whole lot we haven't talked about. Now, one of the things that has, uh, in my opinion, has been underserved in uh, in our feed is things that work in and around the real estate space and help entrepreneurs that, own stuff, rent it out, lease it out, do a lot of different things. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. And I'm happy to be here with yet another amazing company that's here in my hometown. And for all of you listeners in 190 countries that have tuned in To a Startup Hustle. I want to thank you for that. But we're going to keep it local today. So before we get too far into that, I do want to let you know that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Tesseract Ventures. Tesseract Ventures helps companies become smarter better connected, and more efficient through next generation robotics, 21st century software, and radically connected platforms. You can visit tesseractventures.io to learn more, or you can click the link in the show notes. Now, as promised, I've got someone here to have an amazing conversation. We're going to talk about property management automation startups. And before we get started, say that five times real quick, listeners. Listeners because it's definitely a lot of words. But with me today, I've got Paul Wooster. And Paul is the co-founder of Simplify. Once again, a link in the show notes. Let's just go ahead
1: and Paul, welcome to Startup Hustle. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. And now, uh, oh, always love to start a show by asking our guest about your backstory. So why don't we go ahead and and, and what what brought you to, to us today, Paul?
1: Yeah. I grew up in the state of Oregon and uh, had no uh, entrepreneurial uh, pursuits or, or mindset until about age uh, 20, 21, and uh, and started did, did a t-shirt company with a with a friend Tailgatertees.com. We sold about a thousand t-shirts, and then that business went away. We, uh, my wife and I, did some direct selling, and that's where we really learned what it was to be uh you know communicate and start a business, and so. At two thousand and six, at age twenty four, my two younger brothers and I, we really went into business together buying multifamily properties. So, um my dad gave us his life savings of two hundred uh, thousand dollars. he he lent us the money. and we went out and started trying to buy small, you know, two to four unit multifamily properties. And so, uh, almost immediately, we ended up relocating from Eugene, Oregon, out to Kansas City. So we moved out here in 2007 with $200,000. And long story short, over the next 13 years, we we ended up acquiring 4,000 apartment units here in the greater metro area. Uh, we we syndicated those, so we did we did a Regulation D offerings with accredited investors. We raised about. Eighty million dollars um, along the way, we became one of the top ten largest apartment owner operators here in in Kansas City, and but we had to run these apartments, right? We bought these apartments, um, but we had to run them, and we we initially tried to to have someone else do the property management. It didn't go well, and so we ended up creating our own property management company, and so we started that in approximately twenty ten. And grew that over the years, and we ended up uh, with with about 140 employees. Very traditional. Uh, pro- if you're familiar with that space, property management, we were we were just like everybody else. And so I experienced from the owner side, from the investor side, seeing all of our investors, and so a, a really uh, a really good vantage point. I saw the pain uh, in that industry. And so we, uh, I met, I ended up meeting Jake, my co-founder, and um, and we many many conversations turned into a, a partnership, and we we founded Simplify as a response, as a reaction uh, to the the pain that i had experienced in the in the property management space. And Jake has a background in technology, and so we 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 partnered to to create Simplify.
0: And necessity is certainly the mother of invention for many people, you know, so many, uh, so many conversations with so many different founders and, you know, the, uh, any, any software, or any business has to solve a problem. So, you know, let, let's be a little more specific about what some of the problems that you're solving, like, what are some of the problems that simplify? And by the way, if you want to check out simplify, there is a link in the show notes. It's spelled simplify, except for it has two eyes, dot com. So yeah, but but more specifically, so what what are what are the what are the true pain points that a multifamily uh, unit owner experiences? Where where's the inefficiency?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll start a little bit high level, and then we can go as as deep as as we want into the weeds. But the 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 quickest analogy I can make, if you're not familiar with the the property management spaces, I think of you know the the ride sharing industry or the taxi industry and probably the mid you know, 2000, 2005, maybe 2010, in that area. There's lots of companies that were working with taxicab uh, companies in the technology space, right? They were innovating, but right coming around the corner, Uber and Lyft were about to just completely destroy and disrupt that, that market. That's how I see the property management industry today. There are literally hundreds of prop tech companies collaborating with, working with property management companies. It's been going on for a long, long time. But I think over the next five to 10 years, it's going to completely change. It's going to change faster and in a much larger amount than it's happened in the last 20 years. And, and the way that'll happen is I hope Simplify is one of these. But there will be uh, a company that steps in as a simple end-to-end solution solution they offer a better, faster, you know, cheaper service than what is available and they do it, it, you don't even have to think about it. You know, our, our, our model is, you know, we, we're trying to model this after, you know, Jeff Bezos Amazon prime, where if you're a property management, you know, company you're at your, you own a real estate, it would be irresponsible for you to not use simplify. That's what we're trying to build. And uh, all the other companies, to my knowledge in our space, are, are, are doing a niche play, right? They're, they're meeting some component. So we can get, you know, Matt, very, very much into the weeds, leasing and maintenance and resident retention. And, and how do you collect rent and process evictions and on and on the entire ecosystem of, of that property management space, we're the only ones to my knowledge that have stepped in and said, we will be the one-stop end-to-end solution for an owner. So we actually replace property management. uh, Whereas all of our competitors in the prop tech space, actually, in my opinion, the the fatal flaw is they've picked the wrong customer. So our customer is the owner, which is the decision maker, ultimately, and our competitors the the niche players in, in Prop tech, their customers actually the property management company there's 250,000 property management companies in the United States right now uh, i think they're going to go the way of the the taxi cab companies and they're going to basically disappear over the next 10 years
0: so one one of the things that it- I, I got to feel like having a whole bunch of units in order to model test what you were building was helpful along the way. How did that affect the evolution or the quality of your product, especially early?
1: Well, we we are early. So uh, I want to make that very clear. We we did some beta testing last year, but we founded the company in October of last year. So we, we uh, are a year old. We we signed up our first customers in the May June uh, timeframe of this year, so we just hit revenue this year, and we're working on a little over a thousand units right now, and we're approaching a, about a hundred thousand a month in in monthly recurring revenue. But but we are we are very very new um, as a company, hit, you know, hitting revenue and growing. And so um, I I would say we are daily (laughs) learning, um, uh, evolving, uh, you know, fixing things. Uh, Customers are asking about, uh, you know, a certain feature and we're having to to weigh all those things. We're very fluid. But I think as a foundation, we've relied on, you know, I have 14 years of prior experience. I know that that space very, very well. And so I know the major pain points. I, I know them pretty well.
0: Well, well, first off, congratulations, because I think a lot of people that go to build anything software don't understand how difficult the path to revenue is, especially early. Um, As the founder of GigaBook, I mean, we went two years before we collected a dollar. And um, that's the way it goes. So you guys are you guys are doing a great job. And that's that's a a great growth process. Um, Now, you know, any any story that ends in, in success or honestly is, is interesting has, has some kind of guide in, involved in it. And, and now who's, who's mentored partnered or, you know, what have you modeled your business after that's been impactful?
1: Well, I, I would say that the, the guide, I don't know if this is really answering your question the way you're, you you mean to, but this is what comes to mind. The guide for, for Jake and I, it is is the pain of the owners? If you own large, you know, portfolio of single family uh, investments, or you own apartment communities, the guide is just how unhappy they have been. I, I'm I'm a real estate owner myself. I've been for many many years. I mean, if you're in that space, I, I challenge really anybody to to find the a property management company that they just love. Uh, they that's just so rare and it's, it's just really lacking for a great uh, experience when you're whether be it be at the employee that works in the space. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, really wasteful, re- repetitive work. The, the uh, renter, the resident in the space uh, if you're, a, if you're a renter and you rented in the 1960s or seventies or eighties, you basically have rented in 2020. The experience has not really gotten any better Um, It's a big deal that we like offer online payments, you know, in the recent years, that was like a big uh, industry thing, the experience has really not gotten better. Um, And then as an owner, so if you're an investor, um, the reporting the data that you want to understand, you might pay $30 million for an apartment community, and you don't know what the heck's going on at that property. I mean, you've you've got this massive investment and you don't have a clue of what's really going on at the property. And so Simplify tries to meet two main solve two main problems for the owner. Is number one, we just guarantee that the owner will make more cash flow because we we've introduced automation to a bunch of manual processes. And then the second thing is we're just gonna give you radically better data. We're gonna show you what's going on at that property, be it the condition of the physical asset or the renter, uh, the, the satisfaction and the, and the, um, experience of the renter, we're going to give you data insights into those two things.
0: What are a few of the, what are a few of the more useful or popular automations that are built into Simplify?
1: So I'll start with, with leasing. Uh, that's kind of the, the first thing in in the uh, process that you have to you have a piece of real estate. The first thing is let's assume it's not occupied. You've got to go out into the market. You've got to say, "Hey, I've got a unit that's rent. it's rent ready." and it's gotta fit a person that is of the right timing and they're looking for the that location of the city, maybe that uh, size of unit, that unit type, maybe a two bedroom and in the price range. Uh, and you've got all those things have to come together and you've gotta offer a seamless experience. So the way it's been for many, many years is atrocious. I mean, I'll give you one tiny example of how horrible this experience is today. Typically today, if you rent an apartment, You're going to go on to an internet listing service like apartments.com. It's a glorified phone book, and you're going to give your information, and they're going to spew it out to multiple apartment management companies. You're going to get bombarded with with calls, and then you're going to play the game of now. We're going to play phone tag, maybe email tag. I'm going to email you. You're going to email me. Hey, can I set uh, a time to go see it this Friday at 4 o'clock? Uh, no, I have another showing at, at, at four. Can you do three? No, I have a doctor's appointment and on and on and on. And it's just a horrific experience. Um, so what Simplify has done, um, we're very early in this process, but we've, we've already leased uh, in excess of 200 units doing this already. So um, we, first of all, we've, we've automated a lot of the, the, the finding you uh, when you have a need. So uh, we will we'll put out uh, you know native digital advertising like a business would. So most apartment communities don't really advertise their market like a business. Um, they 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 do a totally separate thing through internet listing services, which is a waste of money. So we'll find that lead. We're very we're very good at gifted at at uh, responsibly monitoring and, and understanding our spend to, to bring that. Uh, unit available when you're looking and then we will in real time hand it over to our our early ai is helping uh you know ask basic questions what where do, when do you want to move how much you want to pay what part of the city what unit type just really basic information and it you know what's your phone number th- that kind of stuff then it it seamlessly hands that over the re- the the re- renter would never know when this takes place but at some point it hands over to one of our 24 7 concierge people, and they're going to walk them through and they're going to, you know, take over with the human side. They could be on the phone, but about 80 to 90% of these are actually through SMS text message. And that's where we built the the core software to to live. And so then here is the power of it. I'm a renter. The, the simple question is, I've given you some basic information. Then we ask, when do you want to see your, your next home? When do you want to see your unit? And there is no wrong answer after that. You can basically see it anytime you want, 24-7, and you get to see it on your own terms. So most renters, they actually hate to be shown a unit by a leasing agent. It's very, it's very cumbersome to get that, you know, that timing to work out. You might have just gotten off work. You're, you know, you have to meet up with your girlfriend or your wife. You you don't really want to coordinate through someone else's schedule. You just want to go see the unit. I hey, I can go see where the kitchen is. Tell me what the features are, the price. I'm a I'm an adult. I can make my own decision. We we are really one of the first companies to really uh, bring that to market where we lease units without uh, a leasing agent actually physically showing the units. Okay. Well,
0: I mean that you know One of the things that's important and so many people overlook saving money is making money. And anytime you can create an efficiency, um, you know, one of the things that, that I learned as well, and I'm sure you're experiencing this is, you know, you talk about property management, but being able to, being able to put tenants or potential tenants in front of a property owner is, is really valuable. And, um, that will have a big. I'm sure that has a big effect on the way that your users view your value proposition. And I mean, do you find that to be the case?
1: Yeah, I, I mean the the there there are leasing solutions out there. There are uh, you know payment processing solutions. There are maintenance solutions. There's smart home solutions. there there, there are these you know, fractured pieces that all they don't they're they are like Frankenstein, they just get cobbled together. And they don't really work together. And so I, the value we will really bring Yeah, we do leasing. That's true. So do so do some other people. But leasing is just one part of the entire ecosystem. As soon as they sign the lease and move in, it's like, well, wait a minute, you, it's not a lease anymore. They're an actual resident. They're seamlessly they've got to be handed off to the next step, which is we've got to treat them like a customer and take care of them. When they have a maintenance work order, we've got to be responsive and communicate really well. Simplify holds all of that in, in our in our uh, software stack. And so it never leaves. It doesn't go the, the industry today. You come in on, on a lease, then you gotta be your data's gotta be transferred over here. And then the next company only does this part. So you've got to stop here and add here. And it, it just it doesn't really work well. Yeah, the reason the reason I
0: brought that up is, you know, for many early stage, you know, a lot of people build software platforms to uh, to create efficiency. And one of the lessons I learned when it so gigabook online appointment booking, you use it to schedule this this spot. And you know, the the issue that that comes with a lot of that stuff is the potential user you know, like I said, saving money is making money, they look at the expense of your software platform being completely different. Like you could save someone $10 on the back end or put $10 in the cash register on the front end, $10 either way. But the way that that the user or the person that pays the, you know, your recurring bills or however, views it on the front end, if you're driving revenue, they seem to be a lot more willing to pay. And you know, there's, they they look at it more as like a marketing expense. And you know, once again, ten dollars here are ten dollars on the other side. It's still some bucks. And you know, but w- what I found in my experience, not only myself, but also in discussions with others, is the path to revenue is a lot less treacherous uh, when you're doing something that, like, like I said, the 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 efficiency that's created on the back end is just for whatever reason, uh, paying users take a different approach to that. And it's like, it's like, I almost said, like they, they look at it as a marketing expense as opposed to, so, you know, like I give you an example, a gigabook, it's 15 bucks a month for an account. And now if, if that was, it doesn't matter what you do, let's just say you're a, a masseuse. I could get a lot more money if the platform was filling the massage table with people. And looked at, you know, if it was driving revenue rather than creating efficiency on the back end, even if those values are the same, like even if the savings is the same as the revenue it creates, the you still get a different viewpoint of it. So, you know, that's just a, a little input for those of you that are thinking about building something. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of technology you can build. And if you believe that there's nothing more human than technology, go check out what the inventors, engineers, and creatives are building over at TesseractVentures.io. From robots to flexible tech solutions for construction and beyond, the Tesseract team dreams it and makes it come to life have, have you run across the tesseract folks here in kc before i have not met with them i've heard
1: of them but i've not met with them
0: yeah they do some really cool stuff that and, and some of it's relate uh, uh not quite related to property management but they they do have some really cool robots and and different stuff and you know, go using the link in the show notes and go checking out what they're doing. I, I, I think that's one of Kansas City's uh, cool startups and gotten to know John, the founder, who does a really great job over there. Um, also someone that I can sit down and, and have a beer with and complain about being an entrepreneur on some days. Um, speaking of that, so as entrepreneurs, we often have a plan. And, you know, we uh, and we love quoting Mike Tyson on Startup Hustle because everyone had a plan until they got punched in the face. So let's talk a little bit about your plan. Um, You know, like I said, we come into stuff with a plan and then we realize that only X percent of that plan. Is actually either comes true, is usable or doesn't need to just be thrown away. Uh, What did your planning process look like when you were getting into Simplify?
1: Yeah, well. Uh, you know, with with humility, what we are building today was not what we planned. So we <laughs> so that happens a lot too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we've 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 radically pivoted two to three times in about eighteen in about eighteen months. So when we first were were building the early, um, you know, beta uh, before we even really founded the company last year. Uh, and just testing it on a few units and 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 with some renters, it, we we did have the intent to go in, which I think I would advise anyone in a startup to to get in as quickly as possible and start getting you know feedback and customer experience and, and revenue, um, and that was our plan. Um, and I I believe it was it was very fortunate that we had so much difficulty. Uh, this you 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 know other industries and talk with a lot of folks in the space, Matt, more than I. But this is probably a, a theme that occurs, I would imagine. So we we entered the space. Um, we were going to be a communication, you know, uh, piece, niche piece. We're going to own the communication between the renter and the management, and that's a, that was the core software that we early built. The problem is that there's about a half dozen, six or eight legacy players built on accounting software from some of them decades ago, and some of them more recent. Um, and they own uh, the, 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 everything flows through them. Every, every first question is, you know, do you use Resmin, Yardy, Appfolio, Buildium, you know, one site, those are the big, you know, legacy companies. Do you use them? And what we found is it was a nightmare trying to work through them. So we, we spent thousands of dollars uh, trying to get, you know, open into their APIs. Uh, They would return emails in three weeks. We weren't important. And, and finally, after enough money and months, we basically looked, Jake and I were talking, we're like, wait a minute. Why, why are we doing this? This is literally what every other company does. Why don't we just go around these guys? And so what, There was another stage in there too that I'm probably forgetting, but basically what we evolved into is we are a total solution now. Now it, it, it didn't take, you know, a small amount of money. We invested $5 million of founder money um, really almost before we'd have any revenue. Uh, We, we've, because we have a, a end to end solution that is realistically like, you know, 10 or 15 businesses in one, um, I mean, what what we call a feature. Th- there are many, many other businesses that that's an entire business model and and product that they offer, and we we did not actually uh, plan that. But uh, and I would not recommend doing that because it's very expensive. But I believe my, the thesis that Jake and I had from uh, from last year uh, is unchanged, and it is that in the end the winners of this of this disruptive period right now the, the 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 people that will the groups that will be there standing at the end are the folks that will offer a simple fast easy solution at a much lower price point where where the 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 customer doesn't have to think uh, they don't have to ask you know a million questions and vet you and they just go to the website it's very very simple how it works and they offer a simple, seamless end-to-end solution. Right now, the typical, people don't know this, the typical apartment community has in the range of 15 to 25 different technology pieces working. Now, these are not minor things. I'm talking about entire companies, industries are one of those 15. And there's like, you know, 15 to 25 that, a management company or an owner has to juggle and keep track of and by the way one goes out of business and then you got to say well who's the who's the next one in this space and it is an absolute nightmare to try and juggle that with, with simplify they don't have to ask any of that it's just what do i pay what are you going to deliver and i don't i don't worry about any of the back end you know partners in that ecosystem because simplify is the first company that steps up and says hey we will own the accountability at the bottom line cash flow level. So you pay us a a monthly uh, per unit per month of 75 to 100 dollars per unit per month and everything else is is covered outside of basically real estate taxes, insurance, utilities and maintenance. So that and you know the whole
0: uh the whole idea of daisy chaining 10 different things. I mean that's not uncommon. I mean that's uh you know i've had uh, so many people that you know they're talking about anything regardless of what the platform is and they're only they're like it only does 90% of what i needed to do i'm like man that's a huge win and they're like what do you mean i'm like that's a huge win cuz most people have a whole but i mean so that's so common that literally like one of the more common uh, uh web platforms out there zapier exists just to connect things to other things and you know and and i mean i use it because that's that's a challenge and as a software developer uh are literally literally an unlimited amount of things that you can connect to your platform back and forth so that's going to be a an interesting uh it, you know that's literally a, a huge problem that is that does exist and continues to need to be solved all right so it's one thing to have a plan. It's one another thing to have a product. It's you can have a great product. You can do a whole lot of things. But if you're not any good at selling it, then it really didn't matter. Um, I personally, so I worked in, the, in and around the music industry for uh, over a decade. And I have this theory that the world's greatest album was never heard because it was marketed so poorly. And and that could very much be the case. We'll never know. I might be right, and I be right, might be wrong. But there's so many things that end up in the trash can because they were they weren't marketed well. Now that said, you guys seem to have gotten off on a to a good start, and congratulations once again with that. But how did you how did you go about marketing and selling your simplify?
1: Well, and here we are. You know, basically, almost November. 2020. And, and we started, you know, a year ago, we, we, we first hit revenue, May, June. So we are very early in this. And again, with, with all humility, we are in, we are literally in process of working this out Matt that. So um, we have pivoted, you know, a, a few times on our messaging. I, I don't think we're where we want to be on our messaging now. It's not simple enough. Uh, you mentioned the story branding as a, as a model to kind of share, the message and take the customer through that that uh, process. We we're not doing a good enough job of that. I think we're on a good trajectory and we're in the right direction. I think our customers are very happy, but I think we uh, over the next year it will get will get better and better at just in a in a simple you know whether it's visuals on our website whether it's a, a sentence an explainer video will will clarify how it works because. The, the challenge we have and um it's, it's a blessing and it's a curse so we are able to offer features and pricing and technology that no no competitor has i mean they're they're literally they're they're not even out there in the market well that that's also works against us because what we're uh the first you know first to offer stuff the the disruptive folks um you, you're you, we're talking with people and they're their eyes sort of gloss over and they're like what like i don't even i didn't even know that is a, a feature like how, what i didn't even know that that existed that you could do that and you're talking about you know the, these different things so we've got a simplifier message um probably the the you know dozens of features that we offer that it's only going to be a half dozen or so that are going to be the real important ones i can't say right now that we know exactly which ones um, are going to be those ones to call out? Uh, it's a work in progress. We're getting better and better at it, um, and and we're not. So our customer, uh, again, every industry is different. Our customer is the opposite of tech savvy. Probably the some of the very last human beings in the in the world as an industry to adopt technology. If you're in real estate and you're heavy into real estate, you are one of the last bastions of untouched. You know technology and so we have to really take the automation take the technology and not use that language we need to just explain it in ways that how does your life get better oh i make more money oh you're going to give me better data okay i can understand that that's what we're trying to do and get better at matt
0: yeah, you know, i'm a big uh, i'm a huge advocate of uh, my personal belief and you you echoed the sentiment is you know the most successful software platforms that exist now and the ones that will in the future are the ones that get a new user in quickly. And they can so I, I have a, a rule, I say five or 75. So can a five year old figure this out? Or can a 75, 75 year old figure this out? And, and I have one of both in my family. So I got my dad and I got, a, I got a couple of kids in that in that uh, age range. So uh, and it, it really does all begin with simplicity. Now in regards to marketing and a marketing message, that's something I've been very obsessive over over the last couple of years. And um, you know, w- one of the things that I've learned, and for those of you listening, is is whenever you're you're marketing a product or you're messaging, people buy benefits, they don't buy features. So the the message of what that does, and and sometimes it's it's not it's not a fully tangible thing because people often would hey, save money. You so I would imagine that in in many ways that people that manage multi-family units. Uh, that there's a lot of, well, that could probably drive you crazy on, on several days. So, and I went through this when we were marketing and launching gigabook, I thought everyone would be so excited to have this, to create all this efficiency in and around their business. And then I re- after talking to our users, I realized that they really just want the love the peace of mind. Yes. There was all these little things that they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do. So, you know, like, so, you know, that that, in many of our early marketing campaigns, unchain yourself from from the business. And, you know, because so many people, they just felt like they were literally chained to the business. They were answering calls all day, all night, all this, all that. And then on top of it. You know, because, you know, half half of people that own a small business are a, are a sole proprietor of, and they may not have that be the actual entity, but it's just them. So when they're providing those services and we use a massage therapist earlier as an example, that person can't answer the phone or at least if your massage therapist is answering calls in the middle of your session, you're probably not going to book again. So. Mm-hmm. You know that peace of mind went a lot of different ways, and the without without peace of mind, not much has a whole lot of flavor. So, yeah, for those of you listening, I mean that that was I think probably a, a key takeaway from from myself when it comes to marketing stuff. So if you focus on the benefits that that your product offers, and then another thing too is like, you know we're in this like uh, hyper millennial culture, and you talk about the messaging, it's got to be so simple. Like if you can't. If you can't, do, we were talking about, well, you mentioned the story brand and one of the story brand is is selling by telling the story, but, but the main part of it does involve simplicity. So if you can't explain what your business does in one line, then you've overcomplicated it. So, you know, and, and that's the challenge now. Now, if I go out and I ask a hundred business owners to do that, 90 of them are not going to be able to, they're usually like, well, you know, we do blah, 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 blah. You know, like two minutes later, you're, you talk about the eyes glazing over and you're like, dude, you lost me. And it is so, and then oh, on top no. of it- that is. Oh well, dude, it is hard. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, trust me, I know it can take years. Yeah. And 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 you know that that's the thing is and and that awareness does come from the user perspective because those are the people that drive the revenue. They're the ones that that determine whether you're going to be successful or not. So listen to your users and ask them why they use why they use the platform. And then on top of that, so we're in. A, I mentioned the hyper millennial approach, you know, people scroll, it's just like, you know, you're just scrolling on phones, past, you know, messages and messages and messages. So I have a little flashcard test. And if you can't, if you can't absorb the message that you're trying to give to anyone in the same amount of time that you would see a flashcard, just a simple flashcard, like, so take your message, write it down or show it and show it to someone for two seconds and then turn it away. Say, what'd you see? To so ask them what they got out of it and then do it for a second and then do it for half a second, almost just like, you know, and, and uh, see how it goes. Because, you know, a lot of people want to make uh, marketing images and stuff like that. And they feel like they got to like tell the whole story in an Instagram post. No one's reading that eight point font. On their mobile device you know so you know the whole purpose of your messaging is to get people to click to the next step to go somewhere else where you can maybe expand on it a little bit and you know there's just so many different things and i, I find marketing to be simple simply complex mm-hmm these days, because now you're like, what platform are we on? How do we want to do it? Do we want to do a video? Do we want to still image? Do we want to do a portfolio? Do we want to do a slideshow? It's like, my God. And I, and you know what? We're probably only a few away, years away from now. We're going to need to have the augmented reality ad and the 3D. And like, I just can't, I, I always think about like when R2D2 is, sending his message with Princess Leia out, you know, I'm going to have to make like a 3D version of myself. God forbid that ever have to happen. So my wife might have some issues with that, too. She's probably got enough on her hands dealing with one of me. All right. So entrepreneurship, it changes you. It doesn't matter whether you have a good experience with it, a bad experience uh, what are what are a few things that you've learned over this last year, year and a half that have transformed you either as a leader, or a professional, or a person?
1: Yeah, I'll go back a, a little further. I mean, starting out in my early twenties, um, I'm I'm a totally different person um, as a, as a result of, of being an entrepreneur. I've been challenged and uh, grown and been through um, you know a lot of disappointment and then. Uh, and then wins and losses and and been around a lot of people, uh, managed people in, in a in a formal sense and then led and learned from mentors. and so uh, I, I mean i'm a I'm a very different person. I don't I really don't know I'm thirty almost 39 now, and I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't taken the entrepreneurial journey now in the last year in starting simplify, I think you just hit on, probably the biggest thing i'm learning it right now i have not learned this lesson I, I am learning it uh every day which is um you know the the marketing if you want to call it marketing it, it doesn't it doesn't uh you know impact someone like they don't think of they're being marketed to they, it's just natural it's like breathing and they just kind of, like you said, they scroll, they go to your, the website or they're talking with our salespeople. And it's just very natural. It's just like, oh, you, you help me with this. OK, um, you know what? How does it work? What's the next step? And that they, that that is such an art and a science and a challenge to get to that point. But the companies that do that really, really well, I mean, there are companies very, very, very successful companies now. You know, Apple does really, really great marketing, and they do a bunch of commercials and stuff. There are also companies that do almost no marketing, uh, you know, paid, and they are very profitable, lots of revenue. And so, we're trying to find. I think every company is finding where are we. Some will do more marketing, some will do less, but simple. You know, communication to our customer and then our employees, so that our employees and our customers are are, are talking about and hearing the same uh, the same messaging. I think that's the biggest thing we're working on as a company.
0: You know, one of the things that uh, you know people people ask me, and I, I once again use GigaBook as an example. be are like, "What are you doing with social media?" I'm like, "Not much." They're like, "Why not?" Because appointment software doesn't go viral. And neither does, neither does, you know, property management automation solutions, you know, like, and so that ma- that makes it a little more challenging. Now, the things you mentioned that often have a brand now look, it's easy that people have a love hate with their phone. So it's a little easier for Apple to, to go viral. And then there are just certain things, you know, I mentioned working in and around the, the music industry. It's easy to make music go viral. People love music, you know, and they, whether they love it or they hate it, they like to talk about it. Uh, religion, sex, politics, children, uh, kittens, you know, these are things that that are if I post a picture of, of my kids doing something, I'll get three times more likes than if I do something else. It's just the way it goes. So yeah, and finding finding that finding that, uh, it, you know, so I have three words that I encourage people to embrace when it comes to figuring out their marketing test, test, test. Now, we end, I end my episodes of Startup Hustle, and I want to remind everyone, I'm not the only host of Startup Hustle these days. Uh, check out some of the episodes on e-commerce and Amazon with Andrew Morgans. Check out Lauren Conaway, who absolutely makes me smile at the beginning of every one of her episodes and also uh, keeps me in line when we're not on air uh, so before, you know, I, end my episodes with founders freestyle, and we're going to go to that in a second, I do once again, want to thank Tesseract for sponsoring this episode. Startup Hustle. Tesseract's brought Silicon Valley level innovation to the Midwest. They enable businesses just like yours to defy the boundaries of space and time through next generation technologies. Visit tesseractventures.io to learn more or click on the link in the show notes Very, very happy and proud to share Kansas City with them, and 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 you as well, man. I'm I'm really excited that you guys. We have a really cool entrepreneur scene here in Kansas City. We fly, we fly so far below the radar. Um, And there's a lot of that. You know, there's a lot of that, and that's been one of the fun things about Startup Hustle is getting to help shine a spotlight on cool people doing cool stuff. Now, as promised, we do the the founders freestyle to end things uh, on my episodes. And I'd like to hear what your advice, what, what's the best advice that you could give to early stage startup founders based on what you've learned at Simplify?
1: Oh, uh, if if I was giving advice to someone starting out, I, I would say, um, you know, understand your values and purpose of what you're, you're uh, as, as a group of people. Um, and then understand the, the problem that you're trying to solve. I think you said it great. It, you know, a feature versus are you really solving a real problem? And sometimes, you know, businesses or, or things sound cool. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Well, you know, like you said, test going out into the market and, and actually solving a real problem. Those are the um, probably the, some of the best advice I would I would think of to give someone.
0: Thank you, sir. Um, you know, so a couple of things, a couple of takeaways I had from this episode, well, don't be afraid to pivot. Um, most people do. Most people change things. Um, I, I you know, another thing is d- don't overbuild early. Uh, I had someone mention on a, on a show recently. It said, Oh, I, I don't build MVPs. I build MLPs minimally lovable product. And I thought that was really good advice because, you know, much like you encountered, you can get into things and, you know, you start to look at it. You haven't built anything yet. And you're like, gosh, there's all these different problems to solve. Talk to the people that want to use it and ask them, say, what's the biggest problem you need to solve in your business? Ask them that exact question. Like, you know, whether it's multifamily, anything or this or that, you know, go out and talk to the people that would potentially use it and say, you know, what, what isn't that great about, your business, what could I help you solve? And then listen for the echo. And when I say listen for the echo, you're going to hear a bunch of different things, but listen to that resounding echo that's just there and there and there and there and there. You figure out where it's going to be and that's the problem you want to solve. And then you got to figure out if that's worth any money. So there are lots of problems we're solving that aren't really monetizable. Um, And, you know, like I said, as you're talking to those people and say, you know, what is the value of that solution? How much money would that save you? A lot of these things are quite tangible and you can figure them out. Once again, with me today, Paul Wooster, co-founder of Simplify. Click the link in the show notes and learn more about what they do. Paul, I got to go. So I'll catch up with you next time, dude. Thank you. See ya. Bye-bye.